Namaste, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Vijara Manthan Sustainable Narratives podcast. Very excited today to be introducing you to the vertical of governance. Now, when I hear governance or think about governance, I think about how do we disseminate power in society? How do we, as a construct, make sure everything is governed in a practical manner? One that helps everyone with their goals and their ambitions, make sure we're not curtailing anyone. Uh, it's an ever-evolving space. Uh, if you just look throughout history as well, it's been a tussle between things like the monarchy and the government and who's in charge and in power and how that goes throughout society, how that trickles down to the layman. Uh, and in particular today, we're going to be speaking to Kiranji about how we govern that in emerging technology. And I think, as we all know, technology is ever-growing. The last 50, 100 years have grown tremendously to things like the smartphone and I think today we'll discuss things like artificial intelligence machine learning and maybe a crossover into way that we deal with that in nature and so Kiranji is a financial risk specialist working for the big four and he has a particular focus on AI and ethics I think that's a space that we've been trying to cross into with Vijar Manthan and talking about how we govern that how we we delve in further and future and just to call out again to anyone that hasn't registered yet for the conference for Sustainable Narratives 2020, you need to go to vijaramanthan.org, register for your ticket. Uh, it is an exclusive event, so you will need to register in advance. So I look forward to seeing as many of you as possible uh, on the AirMeet platform. There are networking opportunities. And again, it's vijaramanthan.org. Let's welcome Kiranji onto the podcast. Kiranji, namaste and welcome to the Vijaramanthan Sustainable Narratives podcast. Namaste and thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I think we have a lot to learn, especially that you come from the space that deals with uh, things like risk and, and especially with your passions towards things like uh, artificial intelligence and the ethics thereof. So I think my first question is sort of what is governance and why is governance needed in society? Governance is basically keep things in order. If you you remember, uh, have you seen Jurassic Park 1? How things go bad? At the end of the day, right? And then just think about it. Uh, that has some emerging technologies or that has some new technologies. When you look at world history, the last to last century was a century of chemistry. The previous century was a century of physics with some element of biological advancement to it. And then next century, last century is last decade and next century is computer and all the digital emerging technologies. And as we go further, it will be an integration of all technologies that are coming in. So digital technologies are going to act as a horizontal for everything that you do in your life. I, I, I believe so. Uh, I mean, I, I work in the IT space and I believe everyone is in IT. There is nothing out there that can exist without technology in itself. Um, yes. And so it's interesting you said there that if we look back, that things go wrong. Does, are you implying that? as humans innately we are unable to govern ourselves that we need sort of systems and frameworks in place to help us disseminate power see very basic principles very basic principle of what we are doing with emerging technology is we are helping that technology to think or making and enabling that technology to think with artificial intelligence right we create a model and that learns by itself we create a robot that learns by itself. Tomorrow, it will reproduce. There are hundreds of sci-fi movies out there in Hollywood where robot fights with human. We don't want these sci-fi movies to come into reality. I, boy, I, I, I agree. 
I also think, is it a little bit too late? You know, for example, Facebook had to turn off their AI chatbot because it started to develop its own language and, you know, humans were therefore unable to understand what was going on. And that was deemed risky or, or, or you know, dangerous per se. Um, even if you look at things like iRobot, the film, and, and there's a fantastic uh, series on Netflix called Black Mirror that shows a lot about technology mm -hmm. and the way dystopia can very quickly creep in. I, I don't know. Is it a risk? Is it a problem? Are we there yet? How far has AI and, and ethics crossed over recently? See, we are, we are there. We are real there. And risk is eminent. We have to understand that technology is to serve human and not to human serve technology. And that is happening few last, from last few years. We are just not seeing it. Uh, you look at <clears throat> the story started in 1996 when we created a clone. A Scottish scientist created a clone of Dolly. And then Dolly Japanese the sheep. Scientist, Dolly the sheep, right? Mm. And that's the first mammal clone. And Japanese scientists created like 200 different generations of a mammal clone. I didn't know that. Okay. Right? So you can, and when you put that in human context, you can create an entire alternative society through that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, so UN has to step in to make a regulation about what is possible in human cloning and what should not be done in human cloning. And there are different countries who are signatory to that convention. The very basic norm for that is cloning is used for therapeutical purpose. So if you don't want to create a human, but if someone's liver is damaged, you can create a liver. Okay, okay. And I'll, I'll just uh, in, investigate this a little bit more. Think about cloning human, right? One person who is alive, he's 40 years of age, and then you create a clone of it, and his clone will start the entire biological process. So when 40 years person is at 80 years, you will have an identical person who is another 40, again, 40 years. Sure. And when that person dies, the other person is still alive. And that contradicts the basic human natural law. Yeah. That contradicts the every world cultural religious philosophy where one person, one, one who has born has to die. We don't want to contradict the basic law of nature. We don't want to contradict the basic cultural connotations, fundamental human rights and societal values. I, I, and it's, it's that's a great... where governance is really important. It's a great point. All different technologies. Right? We, we started with the very basic thing because it is very easy to visualize. Mm. Can you visualize having another Sumit looking exactly like you, but who is 30 years younger than you? It's easy to visualize, but then that is... And then that that expands to every different technology in the world. It's true. Are we are we messing with natural order, natural yes. law, and the way we understand things? Uh, it's a great point, actually. And there is there is one particular episode of, of Black Mirror that I I like where um, uh, there's a young couple and the <laughs> husband passes away, and then she's sent a message or something, and she's there's an AI bot basically of his thoughts and feelings. And, and the, without spoiling the episode for anyone that hasn't watched it, things start to become very weird very quickly. And, and the things you're talking about, cloning and, and human growth. So actually, you know, it's interesting. So if we were to like grow a liver or a lung or an organ for someone that needed that, that's sort of sustaining life. But the other extreme of that is having another individual that represents you. And yeah, you're right. Throughout society, how would we 
deal with that. Uh, yeah, very interesting. I'm sure you'll you'll delve into more at the actual conference uh, when you're hosting the panel discussion. And and you know we're sort of talking about emerging technology as well. So you've sort of referenced technology as it is today, and tomorrow's technology, things like cloning. And I'm quite interested in virtual reality and, and augmented reality too. And it's fantastic the things that you can do and, and learn about and go into. But there are dangers to that too. Like, where is the fine line and who determines what that is? Do we do it as a society? Is there a, a governing board? Like, how, does, how, do we, how do we walk this path coherently, sustainably? Yes, that's, that's a very critical question. And look at these technologies that are impacting you in every part of your life. When you use your iPhone, it's, it's an emerging tech. While we are speaking, it's also an emerging tech. When it is being recorded and put online, People are going to analyze it, but also algorithms are going to analyze it. Mm. So you cannot escape away from this. But now more important is how you put controls and balances, controls and checks, so it doesn't intersect basic human rights, basic or uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, like you said, I think we're already there. I get a reminder from from Facebook and Google all the time, like what's going to happen to your account when you pass. You know, do you pass it on to someone else? Do your photos still live online? There are people nowadays creating sort of uh, social media accounts for their children, for their babies. So then whenever, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years time, when they grow up and they want to adopt those accounts, they'll have this entire history that they were not party to or accepting of. Or will it just become the norm? I, I, I remember reading something about the most profound technologies are those that disappear, those that weave themselves into the daily fabric of life. And just for our listeners, I'd like to paint a picture of that. Something like running water, at least here in the West, is a standard. Children that grow up, they just, it, even for myself, running water is everywhere. But that technology doesn't exist everywhere in the world. For some people, that is a, an emerging technology. And so even like the internet for today's child in the West is a standard. They don't know a life without it. I remember a time before the internet. And so, and so the things that we have today, virtual reality, Facebook accounts, social media, TikTok, whatever the, the latest trend is, are they a norm? Are they a standard? I can imagine a child growing up today, and let's say they have slightly conservative or strict parents that don't let them have a mobile phone or don't let them have a social media account. They'll be totally disconnected from their peer group who are all on media, social media and having conversations outside of schooling hours in fact I, I have some friends who are young parents and all the homework all the online schooling stuff is online it's on a virtual platform like i don't know if the homework diary exists anymore i, I don't even know if homework is done on pen and paper am I, am I showing how naive i am to the world but Kiranji, maybe could you help paint a picture around some more emerging technology that could perhaps need governance Yes, so I'm going to I'm going to highlight two points that you mentioned. Right, first point is someone who is minor, like babies, having a social media account, uh, either with consent of their parent or without consent of their parent, and how they are dealing with it. You, we have to consider that the consent and the acceptance to what you are getting into is important. And we are just talking about an individual. But in European Union, there are laws about human rights of fetus, human rights of embryos. It, it starts from there. And then it, it goes as, as that fetus goes uh, or becomes a human. So 
other and then how how but more importantly how you decide what these rights are right and my law professor always tells me laws are reflection of that society's culture and history wow great point the very very simple example of it america and europe both are kind of well developed de- advancedly developed uh, societies but in america capital punishment is acceptable by law while in the eu capital punishment is not accepted mm. so that's that's the uh, reflection of how these societies are forms and formed and how, what's their culture is and then if then i bring it to the lower level if you want to decide the human rights if you want to decide the acceptance criteria if you want to decide what are the controls and controls checks and balances they have to be based on local they have to be based on two things first people who are going to develop these technologies and second people on whom these technologies are being used sure. let's expand this now in digital technologies who is using most of the digital technologies fun facebook apple amazon netflix google mm-hmm. where are these companies based out of san francisco bay area mm-hmm. where these technologies are being developed bay area and most of their offshore centers are in india and on whom these technologies are being used facebook apple amazon everyone everything is used by across the world it's from australia to Everybody. america latin america africa europe asia and every, and you can find like diverse culture across the spectrum here now it's it's a challenging thing that someone who is developing this technology in india or in america does not have any exposure what's happening in chile or syria or iran or gabon how they develop these ai models that take they take in considerations all these cultural connotations we need well, yeah international governance of these and actually i yes. just want to bring a very quick point in here about you mentioned sort of the googles amazons metas of the world some of these tech giants are actually more powerful than nation states they are able to influence things like uh, political decisions uh, adopting of technologies what is accepted and not and even uh, tiktok generation is a uh, you see the sort of tiktok dances and challenges and things like that that's developed from china so that's yes. developed out of a place where arguably is slightly different to how the rest of the world sees governance and control and power and how that's being influenced but um fantastic discussion taker and i just want to point everyone again to to vicharmanthan.org make sure you tune in because the discussion kiranji and i are having now is at a lower level kiranji is actually hosting a panel discussion in the governance vertical at the sustainable narratives conference with some quite high profile guests but kiranji go on i think you had a point to make yeah, yeah. so this is, this is an interesting point and then when you see why this is happening is big techs are governed by someone who is sitting on the executive board of big tech who is not considering everything from east to west so with the example of twitter taliban has a twitter handle but the previously elected american president donald trump does not have a twitter handle i know we we spoke about that that's, this that's like a very famous example everyone drinks in mm. so you need a you need a control mechanism which has been jointly developed by public private partnership considered international norms local cultural connotations and everything geographical constraint racial di- racial ethnic diversity linguistic diversity gender diversity and and with with all the dei diversity equity and inclusion 
you need to create a control mechanism that will be sustainable. Uh, question on that: Why sustainable? What what does what needs to be sustainable about all of this? Sustainable is something like us, like the culture culture that we come from that has sustained over the last ten thousand years. If you want to sustain your society, your civilization, our civilization, it needs to be in line with what are the uh, surviving things. Not the, not the only living things, but civilization also surviving things. Sure. Something I really liked about Indian representing speaking in the United Nations is he mentioned that Indian philosophy is living in the sync or in the line with the nature. Mm, with harmony with the nature. With the harmony with the nature. We don't intersect any of the natural laws. And that's the reason we have survived over 2,000 years. If now also civilization is being impacted by so many things, there are so many rapid changes. Think about this, right? Five years, ten years back, have you thought that you don't have to go to bank anymore? And then after, after five years before, you were logging on your laptop to access your Bank of America, Bank of England, and now it's an iPhone. Straight on your phone. Right? You just scroll in, you, you do all your million dollars uh, transaction on a click. I, I was walking through my, my left. Five years. I was walking through my local town the other day and all the banks are closing. We don't, yes. yeah, that, that's not just, I know we're talking about the sort of banks and finance and how ease of use, but even at a society level, jobs, people's, uh, how they operate in society going forward. And actually something's just come into mind, deep fakes. We talked about AI, ML, those kind of things. Now we, we live in a post-truth era. What I look up online, I don't know if it's real or not. Just recently they announced, um, um, changing laws in some of the technologies we have here in the UK and sort of the banking regulations. What to believe? How do you know what's real? You, cryptocurrency is coming in now. How is uh, financial regulation taking place? So technology for me is a massive area. Uh, the most profound technologies have been in the last 10, 15, uh, 20 years, and it's only being accelerated. So I don't know if as a society we're ready to keep up with it. And it's a great point you made that the laws reflect the society in which we live in. But I think we all need to decide how we want to live, what's important yeah. to us. Do we have a value-based system upon which we can build governance and structure uh, and frameworks around those? And as a civilization, how those are sustainable. So the, the decisions we make today don't just impact us but the society around us and future generations to come, especially Absolutely. when it comes to technology. Um, great, great, great conversation here, Kiranji. And thank you for introducing us to this, uh, especially the panel discussion that we'll be hosting. And, and for all of those that haven't yet signed up, you need to go onto vicharamantam.org uh, and sign up to the Sustainable Narratives Conference. And today we're talking to Kiranji about how we sustainably govern emerging technology in the panel discussion. But there are also fireside conversations taking part. Uh, one of those is called What is Democracy? And the other one talks about China and how sustainable that state is. Uh, and I'm sure you can read more information online about that. Um, but Kiranji, um, as, a, as a sort of closing remark or a, a call to action to our listeners, is there a particular question or something our listeners should be thinking about when they sign up to the conference and in particular listening to the panel discussion that you'll be hosting? Yes, so I'm going to explore questions from society, philosophy to civilization in the Sustainable Narrative Conference. 
we are two big leaders who are really well known in this space. You, whatever you are doing today, has has an sustainable uh, has an uh, emerging technology aspect to it. Speak uh, listeners should think about how is it going to impact me, and what I can do to make not only my but our society's life better for your children, for the next generations, and then uh, that will put them in a better context when they listen about emerging technologies. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kiranji, and thank you again for introducing us to this governance panel and for coming on to the Sustainable Narratives podcast. Uh, and to everyone at home, please do register online. We're having riveting conversations with leading lights of our society to understand how society is built, how it's going to be built going forward. And, and technology is definitely a part of that. I don't think there's a day goes by where you are not influenced by technology. I know people talk about digital detoxes these days and, and not using their phone, but that's at an individual level. What about society level? You can't get water running out your tap without technology being behind that. And the way we move forward now with artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, and we haven't even talked about that yet, the robotics systems that are out there, but I'm sure you'll cover that in the panel. Thank you once again, Kiranji, and thank you all for listening. This was the Vichar Mantan Sustainable Narratives podcast, and I look forward to seeing you all very soon. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.